0: Imagine a world filled with countless possibilities where hope intertwines with faith. In this world of uncertainty, there exists a beacon of light guiding us through the darkest of times. Prepare to be captivated today by true stories of ordinary people whose lives have been forever transformed by the touch of God's grace. Every Christian has experienced answered prayers. From unlikely coincidences to inexplicable blessings, answered prayers uncover a tapestry of interconnected events and reveal a divine hand guiding us toward a greater purpose. It is through these unveiled moments, these answered prayers, that we catch a glimpse of the magnificence and undeniable reality of the divine. Answered prayers are proof That God is real. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? You're tuned in to the Frontal Lobe Podcast, your source for discussion and thought-provoking insights into the issues that matter with a Christian perspective. Join your favorite hosts, Mac and the Monk, as we explore new ways to navigate the challenges of modern life by shifting perspectives for a better tomorrow. Asking why! Welcome back to Frontal Lobe, your favorite podcast. This is Mac, and we've got the monk with us. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Frontal Lobe. Fantastic. So, Jason, the last episode we talked about, we we asked our audience to let us know about some prayers that the Lord had answered. That's right. And I got quite a few, and of course, I have my own stories of answered prayers, and I know you do, too. I think all Christians probably do. Uh, And I know you received some feedback as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love some unanswered prayer? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that, too. That's something that we should talk about. But, yeah, I know what
1: you mean. Hey, sometimes unanswered prayer is good. I don't actually believe in unanswered prayer. I think there's a wait answer. There's some stuff you need to grow in and go through before you can handle this prayer getting answered.
0: And maybe it sometimes is better for you that you didn't get it, you know, and I think there's some scripture to go along with that. Like in James, let's see here if I can find it real quick. James chapter four, verses two through three, it says, you lust and do not have, you murder and covet. And cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. So that was the part that I was thinking about. So basically, if I'm praying for a boat, you know, like, hey, Lord, I need a boat. I want a boat all the time. You know, I don't know. I think you just need to pray in his will. That's right. It has to be something. Other
1: scripture supports that, that the things that you pray for need to be what God's will is for you.
0: Yeah. And uh, for an example, my wife and I had been praying for a new house. This was several years back. And we actually set forth some standards that we wanted for our new house. We wanted a four bedroom, two bath on at least two acres of land. We wanted a brick home on a slab. We were very specific. That's pretty specific. And, and even more. And so then we uh, started looking around and we looked at everywhere in the area and that place did not exist. And so we uh, were shown a couple of houses that we decided to settle on. So we, the first one we settled on, we were like, okay, well, it doesn't have everything we asked for, but we'll take it. So uh, we settled on it. We put the down payment and we got inspections done. We got termites sprayed and, you know, all this stuff. We actually uh, went over there and started cleaning up and everything and uh, the appraisal and all of this stuff. But after we had spent some money on this place, the inspection came back and said, well, The sewage is running off in the ditch and the whole thing ended up falling apart. Long story short. That was a no bueno situation. That's right. And then we ended up settling on another house. Again, it didn't meet all of the criteria that we had prayed for, but we were like, well, what we're asking for doesn't exist. We're just asking for too much perhaps. So we set it on another place. And again, we put the down payment and Invested all this stuff. You know, we had to get the survey and the appraisal, yada, yada. And again, something came back on this one. Uh, This one ended up being an issue with uh, the ownership of the place. It was tied up in some litigation between her and her brother because it was an inheritance or something. And so we, you know, ended up not being able to buy the place. Well, we were heartbroken because the money that we had saved. We, we were out of money for a down payment. We weren't going to be able to put the amount needed to, you know, on a place. Now we have lost our chances. And so we kind of gave up and we were just heartbroken. And I actually got mad at God. I was like, where are you at God? You know, we, we prayed for this and you know, you've abandoned me here. And, and I was young in the Lord back then, but then a couple of years go by and I get an email from a real estate person. And it's got this house on there. I was like, whoa, it meets all of our criteria that we prayed for a couple of years ago. Uh, and I shot it over to my wife and she said, you know, I just got that same email and, uh, why don't we just go look at this place? And I said, "Well, I don't have any money. You got any money? We ain't got no money. But let's go look at it anyway." Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, let's go window shop. We didn't have anything to do that Saturday, so we hopped in the car and we went over there and looked at it, and uh, it was amazing. It was perfect and it met, it surpassed everything we were asking for. And the price was amazing, everything. Uh so I said, "Well, I ain't got no money. You ain't got no money. We ain't got no money. But let's call the real estate lady anyway." So we called her and talked to her about it and uh Uh, She came and let us in and we got to look at the inside and the inside was amazing, blew our minds how everything about this place, the land, the outside, the inside was amazing. It all uh, was perfect. And she, the real estate lady says, oh, you don't need any money down for this. And here's how we can do this and get you into this place right away. Wow. So they already had a survey on file. The appraisal, they gave me a really good deal on I was able to get it with the very next paycheck. I didn't have to save up or anything. Uh, My best friend had started a business doing home inspections, so we got a deal on that. And closing happened really fast as well. So from the time we got this email to the time this whole thing came together and we were in our new dream home that we had prayed for, uh, just a few weeks had passed. And it was amazing. And, And a lot of times when You don't get your prayer answered when and how you want it answered. It, Like you started off saying, it doesn't mean that your prayer isn't going to be answered. It may just be a timing issue because God's timing is so much better than our timing. And if we would have gotten things on our timeline, we would have been in the wrong house. But instead, God answered our prayers
1: and surpassed our expectations and what we were hoping for. That's good. That is so good, man. Everything just fell into place when it was right. There was some uphill battle on the way there. But when you got there, it fell into place. That's good. Praise God.
0: Yeah. And I learned to trust God in his timing through that situation as well. And I also learned that God is not afraid of us throwing a little temper tantrum every now and then. God, where are you at in this? You know, where are you at in my finances or whatever? And uh, he's not afraid of that. He's okay with that. You know, he's not
1: afraid of me. Yeah. Well, your timing is not his timing for sure. Right. Right. All of my prayers have never been answered like the same day, unless there was a ministry type situation going on. Right. Like healings and stuff. Right. But things that I've asked for, they've never shown up right then. There's seems to be like a process you need to go through to mature before you can receive that properly.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes God answers our prayers despite us, even if, you know, despite our maturity level, despite our understanding or lack thereof, and he just blesses people. And sometimes he'll answer our prayers for others, despite
1: themselves. For sure. And we've all seen that. Yeah. We've all seen that. Matter of fact, I got a story right here. Okay. Yeah. Let me, my man, David, I love David. He's a great dude. He's always been a great dude as long as I've known him. His track record of being awesome is unchecked. And uh I asked David if he had an answer prayer he wanted to share with this podcast. And he said his youngest son had been out there in left field for the past 20 years, which means he had been away from God, espousing the world's views on things and just living like he wanted to without the presence of God and, you know, how godly people live. 20 years, David prayed for him. Other people prayed, but his parents never gave up. But now he's had a complete change. He's on fire for God, right? I don't know what he's doing. I don't know the particulars here. But if my man David said he's on fire for God, you could believe it. And it says only God can answer prayer like that. Now, these guys have invested 20 years in this prayer. So don't think that because you don't see it right away, it's not going to happen. And, you know, your scripture says that if you receive Jesus as the head of the household, that you will be saved and your whole house. And you can believe that you can believe that God is going to go get them. It may take longer than you want but we need to believe him and speak those things and pray those things. I mean, cause look, you just saw it happen. Like John 15,
0: seven says, if you abide in me and my words abide in mm. you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And first uh, John five 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to
1: his will, He hears us. See, both of them are not talking about asking him for frivolous things. I don't think God minds that you have frivolous things. Right. But those scriptures aren't talking about that. They're talking about being in his will, abiding in him, asking for more of him, you know, Mm. the things that God wants. He's certainly going to provide that. Absolutely. Amen. So
0: share another story with us. answered prayer that you received since our last episode. And
1: I tell you what, I can't get enough of hearing stuff that God does. Yes. Uh, This comes from my man, Carl. Carl is a great man of God, a righteous man. I love Carl to death. He said that he's had many healings and other things, but the latest, the latest is his mother-in-law back last summer. She had cancer. And they kept praying the word and believing. And on the day, the glory of God came upon her and she coughed up something that was hard and it had tentacles like roots coming off of it. And they can't find any cancer in her, but dead cancer cells. This is without medication, without treatment. How about that? Wow. Let me add to it for just a second. I know a guy named Adam. Many years ago, he goes to the doctor and they're like, Adam, you have cancer. And basically, it looks like it might be stage three or four. Mm. You're not going to make it. And he called me and told me and told all his friends, hey, listen, it looks like this is the end. You know, we're praying and stuff, but I just want to make sure I got everything set up in case I go. And Mm. I was like, you ain't got to believe that. That's the word of the doctor. Why don't you believe what God's words? I mean, you're a minister, you know, let's, let's pray. Let's just believe God. And I went on and forgot about it. And about a month later, he tells me that he was just sitting in his room and he coughed up a blood clot that was what? humongous, gigantic, coughed it up, almost choked him, got it out, goes to the doctor. No sign of cancer. No
0: what? idea of cancer. That's so amazing. It never ceases to amaze me. I keep hearing these stories, you know, these miracles, uh, especially with cancer. You know, it's it's such an amazing, you know, f- for us, it seems so big. You know, the C word. Yeah. It's, it's so big. Well, what is that up against a mighty God? <laughs> That's right. It is nothing for God. There's nothing too big or too small. God cares about the small things in our lives as well. Uh, Let me tell you a story about a small thing. Yeah. I got off work. I work in Port Arthur, and we live up in Mauriceville. so That's in Texas, people. Yeah. So uh, I was having to come around through Beaumont that day instead of the other route around. Uh, There's a bunch of marsh in the middle, so they're not going to put a road that goes straight through. Right, But- I had to go around the Beaumont way uh, to do something in Beaumont and I got a call and my wife had broken down and she was pulled over at this gas station and uh, it was on the Beaumont side. So I was like, okay, well, I'm already over here. uh, So I'm, I'll be there in 10 minutes, you know? So I pulled over my youngest two daughters are in the car and it's like 107 degrees outside. It was in the middle of the summer, extremely hot. And the car isn't able to run. So there's no AC running that she had a Tahoe at the time. Nice. And so I opened up the hood and, you know, got to looking at it and I'm in a Nomex. I've been at work all day. Mm. And, uh, so I am just melting all over underneath. I've seen you melt before. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sweating real bad. The kids are starting to you know, really kind of overheat inside the Tahoe. They got the windows down, but they get out and get back in and get out and get back in because it's too hot under the sun out of the car. So they get shade in the car, but then it's kind of stagnant. No, no breeze or anything. So we're kind of in and out. None of us are comfortable. And while we're going through all this super extreme uncomfort, uh, I just start whistling and start singing praise and worship, you know, and the girl starts singing with me my wife starts singing we're all just out there praising the Stuff lord in the parking lot and my wife accidentally drops her phone in the midst of this and her screen shatters i saw it spiderweb right in yes. front of me and my <laughs> wife saw it too she she uh, was at a different angle from me and with an innocent and pure heart i said oh lord heal her phone and we looked again and the screen was completely healed. It was smooth, yes. man. That is not so awesome. a single crack in the screen. I love that kind of and stuff. And I was like, I said, did I imagine it? Or or did you see it spider about out and, and crack? She said, yes, I did. It was totally cracked. And I was like, wow, he healed the phone. And we were just so thankful to the Lord. But let me tell you, not only is cancer not too big, But a phone screen is not too small. He cares about what we care about.
1: Come on. That's so cool, man. I like. How many of y'all out there have dropped your phone and busted your screen? 100%. Yeah, that's pretty much everybody. Wouldn't it be cool if you prayed over it and the screen was healed and it's like it was never broke again? That would be so awesome. Yes. You'd be telling your friends about it, wouldn't you? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would be telling everybody. I'd be on the internet telling everybody.
0: You know, speaking of friends and speaking of telling everybody, including on the internet, I've got a friend here with me named Eric Reed. Uh He's the owner of a business called Envied Detailing. Eric, why don't
2: you just tell us about what you do? What service do you provide here? This is a mobile detail service that I do. Paint correction. So if you got long scratches in your paint or you got whirls in it, I can take that out. You know, and if you just want a simple wash, a simple wax, detail it inside, shampoo, you know, it's one of those things you don't have to worry about bringing it to somebody. I get to come to your house. You know, all I need is use water and electric from your house, and you actually get to sit and watch your car unfold into what you want. Anything kind of service or cleaning that you needed, I can provide.
1: So you wash it up, make the paint look good, clean out the inside. Yes, and he's actually here right now
0: uh, doing my wife's car. It's a Valentine's Day present for her, but Eric is doing an amazing job out there right now. I thought that it would be great to have him come in and just kind of introduce himself and tell people what he does. Eric, how do people get in touch with you if they want to find uh, you?
2: You can find me on Facebook. It's called uh, MB Detailing. Or if not, you can find me on Facebook as Eric Reed, And you send me a message and then I can go out, we can meet, I can have a quote. My quotes kind of vary depending on what they want. I always ask, how far do you want to go with it? You know, everything that I back up from the paint correction, I come back with a ceramic coating that lasts up for a year and i warranty it. Well, the job that you're doing on my wife's
0: car, I can't imagine you missing anything at all. It's looking fantastic. And let me tell you, Jason the headlights were very cloudy and he buffed these things out and now they're super clear and it's just amazing the entire car he's he's getting these uh little pieces of trash out of the clear coat that i didn't even know were there this thing is it is looking good man we had hay because we have pigs and chickens and whatnot and uh so we carried hay in the back of her it's a chevy traverse and hay, little pieces of hay are stuck in the carpet. He's getting every little piece of hay out of there. That is amazing. Yeah, and I think everybody uh, at least wants their car cleaned well from time to time. Now, you may be okay with just going through the car wash once a month or once a week or you know however much you do it, but isn't it nice to have a car that looks like it did when you first got it? You know, when you bought it from the car lot, it looked really, really good. And if you are interested in selling your car to someone else, you want it to look really nice. That's right. In fact, you can get more on a trade-in. If you're going to trade your car in on something at the lot, you can get more back if it's detailed like this. Again, this is Eric Reed with Envied Detailing. Hey, find him on Facebook. I'm looking at him on Facebook now. You've
1: got him pulled up? I've got him pulled up, and I'm telling you. The work he did on the paint on this truck is amazing.
0: Yes, and and he's got pictures before and after pictures. Yes, yes sir.
1: Y'all go and look it up, Envied Detailing. That's Eric Reed. Give him a shout. All right. Thanks, Eric. Man, no, thank we appreciate you. you very much. No,
2: no problem. I'm going to get back out there.
1: I bet your wife is super happy
0: with this job. Yes, and when it's all said and done, I'm sure she'll be extremely happy with, with how it turns out. She's
1: going to be praising Jesus for this brand new looking Oh car. yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I got some, uh, I'd like to share a couple of uh, answered prayers that I got from uh, some people myself. I uh, had one lady had uh, prayed for a computer and she got one mm. for free. Another lady got a car uh another lady was praying for her daughter to get off drugs and to be able to see her grandchild. Both prayers were answered here within yes. the last uh just the last few months.
1: There's a lot of people waiting for that answer, that prayer to be answered.
0: People in their yes. family. Yes. And we were talking about the endurance it takes sometimes to wait on God's perfect timing. And that's tough. Believe God, even when you don't see it. Yes. And when those prayers are answered, it is a, an extreme blessing, man. That's awesome. Had another lady uh, prayed for her light bill to be paid and it was paid. She didn't even have to pay for it. Uh, another, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, there was a woman who we were, we were praying for a woman who was going to have a stent put in and a bypass. We prayed that she be healed without surgery and poof, her body healed itself by the grace of God. No surgery, completely
1: healed. That is wonderful. How many people out there have a family member with heart problems or artery problems, and they're praying for them, and they're asking God to heal them? Look, here's an example right there. Yes. Y'all yes. prayed for this lady, and she didn't need the stents. She was That's healed. Right. Because the name of Jesus overcame. Yes. You know, the Bible indicates, it doesn't say it. In these words, but all things are upheld by the power of his name. Yes. His name is above all names. It's above everything. Now, out of yes. his mouth came everything. It's amazing.
0: Uh, another lady was praying for a specific lawyer, but she didn't have enough money. She prayed and the lawyer contacted her. He did the work for the amount of money she had. So That situation is still ongoing, but she is. It,
1: everything is looking good. So, God's involved there. Wonderful. I mean, how many times have people stopped and just accepted some sort of legal issue because they didn't have the money to hire a lawyer to protect them or sue or whatever? They didn't have any ability to fight it. They just had to accept whatever happens. Right. There's no way. I've done that too. And see, it just shows that God cares about your situations, cares about your legal problems is wanting to jump in and help you. Amen? Amen. Hit me again. Also, my oldest daughter,
0: uh, we had been praying for her to be delivered from a bad situation. Uh, She was in a house that was in a bad location, and uh, she was having some issues with neighbors and whatnot, and she got delivered from that situation. Uh, She was able to sell her house we were praying for her to find the exact perfect house for her exactly where she wanted it. We we found that house and the deal we got on that house was amazing. Yeah. So she got the perfect house for her in the perfect location that she wanted for a price $20,000 cheaper than we were, what we were willing to pay for the place.
1: God put it so, on the blue light special.
0: I'm telling you, man. And it was exactly where she wanted to be. Everything about the prayer was answered. Both of my sons got the jobs we were praying for them to get. The latest one was just a month or so ago. Mm. Amazing job with with great pay. He really enjoys the work he's doing. That's good. It's just amazing.
1: Yes. I mean, you can get a lot of jobs that pay good and you hate them but he enjoys what he's doing. Praise God.
0: Yes. And another thing I'd like to bring up, I did an interview with the executive director of the Hope Women's Clinic in Beaumont a while back, and they help women decide basically not to get an abortion. Okay, so it's a pregnancy clinic, but women come in and they get information, they get sonograms, they hear the baby's heartbeat and whatnot. They decide not to get abortions. And what they do is they send out this text that simply says Psalm 139. And everyone who signed up for these texts, when they get that text, they pray for this unborn child to be saved and for the parents to be saved as well, because uh, they have programs and stuff set up for the moms and the dads. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm watching their Facebook page Children are being saved in droves, Come on. Jason, and the parents are being brought to the Lord left that's and what right and about. left and right. It is amazing. It's a daily thing that's
1: happening. Oh, man. It's, it's just answered prayer after answered prayer. That is so awesome. You know, it brings up a point. When you're needing something from God, you know you need what you think is a big deal. And the reason why we think it is a big deal is because the level of faith we have doesn't meet the need that we're trying to pay for. And that's okay. We surround ourselves with some friends who can pray. Right? That's good. Some people yeah. that know how to pray, know how to believe God, know how to fast and stand in the gap and all those other Christianisms. <laughs> Let me tell you about right. these three guys. They were in a boat. Boat crashed. They ended up on an island, kind of out there in the middle of the ocean. Not a whole lot of options. You know, stuff's looking bad. No food. Of course, there's no water. They're digging around and they find this lamp. They rub a lamp. Genie comes out of it. <laughs> yeah. Genie says, I'll grant each one of y'all a wish. And first guy says, I want to go home. And he said, poof, he was gone. Second guy looks up at the genie. He's like, man, I want to go home too. Poof, back at home. A few minutes go by and the third guy's sitting there thinking. Genie's like, what's your wish? Third guy says, you know, I'm really lonely here. I wish I had my friends with me.
0: That's messed up.
1: (laughs) But, you know, the point of this that I wanted to make is, you know, you might have friends praying for the wrong thing, praying for stuff that that's not what you're praying for. You know, we need to be in unity, lock arms, believe the same stuff, be involved in each other's lives in a way that is fruitful. Pray for things to happen and believe them together hold each other up, sharpen each other, keep each other in the game. You know what I mean?
0: I do. And in fact, you know, on that note, I I hope that people are in unity with me on this prayer. But now, you know, I'm praying that Trump get back into the White House. Praise God in the name of Jesus. And that this fast track that we're on right now toward World War III and the mark of the beast and the end of the world that this whole thing would just be stopped and even reversed because if satan is allowed he will take this place down right now sure so I, i'm hoping that people are in unity with me on that prayer but you know when you you started talking about these wishes i thought that the whole point was going to be hey prayer is not you know god's not a genie <laughs> and he he's not granting wishes
1: not it, you know prayer's catch, different I, mean. I thought
0: that was going to be your point
1: <laughs> <laughs> no No, it's about unity and brotherhood and being a part of each other's prayers. Yeah. I used to work with a guy. He's a great guy. His name Jason K. He was delivered from addiction by the grace and mercy of God. Not only did he deliver him, but delivered his son as well. I'm not sure what the addiction was. doesn't really matter, but he was delivered, and that's a miracle, and it's worthy of be thankful and praising God for how many people do you know that are addicted? Right. I mean, I know right. quite a few. Right, right. And I'm sure. Everybody I, I know does.
0: less now because I've seen God heal and deliver so many. That's right. But I have known many, many, many.
1: Yes, man. Let me tell you about my man Jason B. You're a family guy. I'm a family yes. guy. I'm sure a bunch of people listening you are family people. Well, his wife and him, having children was never easy for them. They have children that are six years apart because they just couldn't seem to have children. Uh, but people prophesied children to them. And you know what it's like to get it prophesied when you're trying to have a kid and then time just keeps going by. And you keep trying and you keep trying and you're still not pregnant. Not only did they stand on these words that were spoken over them in the name of Jesus, but the people that spoke the words and other people stood with them and prayed the same thing. We believe this is going to happen. And it did. They got three beautiful girls and they wouldn't have had them had they not stayed in the game and prayed long enough and been in agreement enough to overcome these worldly situations. If they had just gave up, that would have been nothing. Let me tell you one more thing about Jason B. So they were prophesied children. They had children. That was great. But let me tell you something he did. This guy stood up in front of the church and announced that he was going to start having a class at his house so that it's semi-private. And this class was going to be about breaking free from the addiction of porn You know how gutsy that is to stand up there and tell everybody, knowing that nobody's just going to raise their hand and go, Yeah, I want to go to that. Right. Yeah. They had a dude in the place or a woman who's just going to jump up and go, Yeah, I got that problem. Help me out. I want to come to your class. Right. But went around the back channels. After that, sent out text messages to individuals. And would you believe it? God moved and a full class showed up to his house. That's cool. I mean, filled up his living room. And those people that go to that class are getting free. Absolutely free and getting the tools to help other people get free, too. I'm just so impressed with that. Nice. Because yeah. it's such a hard topic, such a hot topic. But people stepped up and said, Yeah, I want to be done with this. And I don't care if y'all know about it. And, uh, right. It's amazing.
0: Well, it's, it's the only way to, you know, get through any addiction is to first of all admit yeah. that you have a problem. And that's the toughest part of it. I mean, it, you might have some type of withdrawals or something if you're on, you know, something that's physically addictive. But admitting you have a problem and making the decision to repent, in other words, change your behavior, go go the opposite direction. That's the toughest part of it. And it's downhill from there. You can get through it if you can get through that part. Yeah.
1: Of it. Amen. Hey, you remember Kamisha from that last podcast? Yes. Well, I talked yeah. to her again, and she was saying that there was a time where she was working two jobs that were supposed to be full time. But after they hired her, they started giving her part time and it wasn't enough money to pay her bills, pay her house note, etc. cetera. Now, I know this girl. She is as penny pinching, sale finding, clearance shopping as you can get. She rivals even me.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: And you know I'm cheap. <laughs> so. You're wise with your money. <laughs> I'm frugal with three capital F's. Okay. She prayed <laughs> and prayed and cried. And uh God came through. He gave her this good job. Big company. Nice. And she's been moving up and She is poised to move up again into something that she really wants to do this time. And you see the progression there went from can't to could to ease. Nice. And I believe that promotion is ahead of her soon. Nice. Amen. Jesus is cool.
0: He's so cool. And, you know, earlier we were talking about having patience and, you know, trust in the Lord's timing and whatnot. And we also touched on, sometimes we ask with the wrong motive in our heart, you know, and and we may not see an answer to that prayer because it may not be inside of his will. But there is another thing that can keep us from not only getting our prayers answered, but really from our Prayer is being heard because we separate ourselves out from God. And that's when you're living in sin. You know, I know you mentioned porn and we've talked about addiction and whatnot. God's ready for you to walk away from those things because he wants to commune with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Isaiah 1, 15 through 17. Let me read this. It says, When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear you. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor defend the fatherless, and plead for the widow. So, when we repent and we turn away from sinful ways, we are guaranteed, my Bible says, that he will hear our prayers. We have to be inside of his will. We have to have a relationship with him. We can't just be uh, living in the world, doing what we want, watching porn, uh, doing drugs, or out, whatever it is, and I'm not. I'm not saying this in a religious, judgmental way. I'm saying that
1: when we're living in sin and we're separating ourselves from God, yeah, He's not separating from you. It's us separating ourselves from Him.
0: That's right. Yeah, we, we're putting up these walls so that God is not able to hear our prayers, and. If we have a need, I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't have needs, Jason. No, everybody I've met has needs. And, you know, God wants to provide. He is a provider. It's part of who he is. He wants to provide for those needs. And the thing I think we need the most is a relationship with God. And that calls for us to turn away From a sinful life. Now, I'm not saying you you can't mess up, but I'm saying that when you're walking in sin,
1: you're not walking in the spirit. Read Romans 8 about all that. You know, talking about answered prayer, when someone is not living in relationship with Jesus and they have a problem and you say you'll pray for them and you do. And you stand there and believe for them and then the thing happens and you're able to show them look here we prayed we believed god it happened you know what that does to somebody who's not keeping a relationship with jesus going now they have to think about it day and night how that went down and they have a decision to make and you know not making the decision or making a wrong decision in that area will eat at you, especially every time you see the person that prayed for you and believed for you. And it worked not that anything's bad coming out of it towards you, just that God's calling them. And you work a miracle in someone's life through prayer. It helps them to choose Jesus. Right. You know, my son's, And I, we were at the hospital one time in a waiting room, and we were there for hours and hours. There was this man that came in, and he had a towel over his head. And he sat down, and he had his arms on his legs, propping himself up. And the guy was in sheer misery. The towel was to block out all the light. He had a headache that was breaking him down and couldn't shake it. Yeah. And everyone in that room felt sorry for him. And my mom, I didn't notice the guy. My mom says, hey, why don't you tell the boys to go pray for that man? He has a headache. I said, okay, boys, go lay your hands on that man and pray for his headache. And they jumped right up and did it. Walked right over there. Hey, sir, can we pray for you? And, of course, this man's desperate. They laid hands on him, prayed for him. A couple minutes later, he stood up looked around, he looked like he was all better. He walked out in the hallway, walked back and forth a couple times, and then with everybody around, everybody looking, he wasn't there anymore. Like, he was just gone. What? Yeah, just gone. Nobody saw him disappear. He just wasn't there. He was there. He wasn't there. Angel? I don't know
0: there are so many stories like that, Jason. I've heard story after story, and you know, I've seen some things myself in the spirit. I've seen things manifest kind of like you were talking about earlier when people are being delivered. I've seen people throw up things that came out of their body as they were being delivered. I've seen some bodies be healed. I've seen people in wheelchairs walk. I've seen bones heal. Mm-hmm. I've seen all kinds of things. One of my daughters had Something called appendicitis. Okay. And she got diagnosed with it. She was in extreme pain. Yes. Doubled over. We had to take her out of school, took her to the emergency room. They ran some tests, did some scans, found out that she had appendicitis. They said, she's got to have emergency Emergency surgery. surgery. Yeah. This will not back up. It cannot be healed because I kept saying she's going to be healed. And we started texting everyone. Uh, We had to go to a different hospital for the surgery uh, because the the surgeon was going to be in a different town, different hospital. But so we, we were traveling over there. We texted and called everybody and asked everybody we knew to start praying for healing, specifically that she be healed without surgery. So we got to the hospital. We had to stay overnight. They you know managed her pain in the process and uh, monitored her and everything because the surgeon wasn't going to be able to get there until early the next morning. So all night as the nurses and doctors would come in, I kept telling them that she's healed in the name of Jesus and they didn't mock me or anything, but they absolutely didn't believe it. And they assured me again and again, uh, no, sir, that's impossible with appendicitis. It does not back up. It's not going to go away. It doesn't work like that. Never does. She is going to have to have surgery. The next morning, the surgeon came in and, uh, ran the same tests, basically the same scans, to look at it and and see what the status was before he did surgery. And guess what? No appendicitis. It was completely the the blockage was gone. It was it was completely cleared yes. up. My daughter was out of pain and energetic, full of life. And I just started yelling in the in the hospital. See, that's my Jesus. Come on, that, there he is. You know, putting them on. She's notice. healed. That's right. So it's one thing to hear stories and and even witness things happen. You know, when you see somebody get up out of a wheelchair and start walking, it's amazing. Yeah, but it's another thing when God shows up in your personal life when yeah. your child your people. is healed. That's right. When you are healed of the the big C word, you know, <laughs> it's another thing when it's when it actually du- directly affects you and your people. That's right.
1: Amen, brother. That's good stuff. We prayed for a person that was going to have surgery to have one lobe of their lung removed because it was cancerous. Older man. And we had prayed and believed certain things. And then right there, before the doctor went into surgery, we prayed with the doctor. And you could tell immediately that this guy does not believe in my God. Right, right. And he's just satiating me. And I thank him for it. He was a nice dude. But during that prayer, we had said that this problem area will not be stuck to anything. It's just going to stand up and disconnect itself. And it's going to be easy. Their report when they came out of surgery was, it's the strangest thing. I've never seen anything like it. We cut him open. Basically, they cut you in half, but they didn't need to. Once they got in, they saw that the affected area, which is normally stuck to other areas once they become cancers, had disconnected itself and was sticking up in the air by itself. They just had to snip it off. Wow. Yeah. And then he goes into recovery. And because of his advanced age, they were like, yeah, you're going to be here for However, it takes older people longer to heal. And we went in there. And we said, no, we asked the Lord for a quick recovery, fast one. The man was up, sitting in chairs and walking in like the next day or two. And within the week was walking around the whole department. There was a 33 year old guy there who still hadn't made it out of bed yet. And he was basically ready to go home in a week and a half and they kept him i think if memory serves me right to the end of the week to just make sure and then they sent him home because jesus showed up he did what we asked and i was wondering later i wonder if i'd have asked something better like make it go away (laughs) right without surgery would that have happened you know so current level of revelation is very important as to how you pray and what you can believe for. Someone yeah. who's been in the faith for many years has a lot more revelation and faith than someone who just got here yesterday.
0: Right, right, because they've witnessed so much. And th- the reason is because this is proof that God is still answering prayers That's right. today. And it's also proof for the non believers. You know, because these people don't know what to think. They don't know. These doctors and nurses, they were just in amazement. They didn't understand what was going on. But inevitably, this seed that was planted, if you will, it it's actually a proof. You know, there's a guy that I did an interview with a while back on a, a podcast called Real Men Talk, which is my favorite podcast besides this. Those one. guys are awesome. Yeah, you you like those guys? They're, they're I amazing. Like those guys. So Anthony Kerna. So he, you know, he and I had talked uh, before my episode about something called apologetics. Okay, and this is kind of what I do when I'm out there ministering in the streets. I'm proving God. Okay, and like Paul did. So Anthony Kerna just started a new podcast, a brand new podcast. Now he didn't quit. Real Men Talk. It's still going. But he just started a new podcast called Without Apology, Everyday Apologetics from the Everyday Guy. Look that up on Spotify if you uh, get a moment, guys. Uh, I think it's going to end up being a fantastic show because apologetics is really uh, what we're doing whenever we're praying and God's answering those prayers. We're proving that
1: God's real. God is proving that he's real. Yeah. That's awesome stuff, man. Hey, you know, ladies and gentlemen out there, what we're doing here today is we are, one, giving glory to God for the things that he's done for his people, prayers he's answered and affected people's lives. But number two, we're telling you so that the things that you need, the things that you need to pray for, now you can see that other people have gotten it. Other people have had their prayers answered. Let your faith be built up. Let it be strengthened by these words that we've spoken to you. You go to God and you pray and you say, I heard that you've done this for other people. I'm asking you to do it for me in Jesus' name. Amen. See if God doesn't open up the heavens for you. But once you pray, you believe it. Don't go back on it. Don't say something right. contrary to it. Believe what you prayed. Believe God to have come through on your behalf. That's half of our problem there, Mac. We pray and don't believe. I always tell people, believe God. What he says yes. is true. In the end, yes. what he said will be left and everything I said will be burned up.
0: Right, right. And I think it's more than half of our problem. I think it's probably the majority of our problem that we we lack faith. So I think, you know, Jesus never sinned because he had utter faith. He knew that God was real. And if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, there was absolutely no lack of faith in you, you would never sin again. Am, Am I wrong about that, Jason?
1: No. I mean, it takes a little bit to come to that revelation. Yeah. When that gets in your mind, you see it in your mind. You see it in your spirit. It gets harder to do some wrong stuff because God's looking at you. Yeah. Not because you're out of fear. Oh, God's seeing me. No. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. But out of love for God who loves you, sent his son for you, created you. How can I do this to him? When you're in relationship, intimate relationship with him, it's difficult to do things that might hurt them. But to know that he's
0: real. Yes. Is to never sin again. And, I, you know, it's just the uh, amount of faith it takes to have a relationship with, with Jesus is the amount of a mustard seed. And, and you can move mountains with that, but to never sin again and just be perfect, I think that takes you know it may take a little more than a mustard seed. You've got to have zero doubt, just utter faith. And you, I think you would never sin again. That's just my take on it. I could be Christ-minded, wrong. but then again, you know what? Here's here's thing. I could be wrong because look at Satan and the demons. They know that God is real but they shudder, right? Yeah. You know, they know that God's real and yet they continue to sin. In fact, that's how they live life. They they live they in sin all the time, even though they know that God is real. Could it be the same way with us? Could we know that God is real and still sin? How could we do that? I just can't imagine such a thing. And yet we do. I don't know, man. I think, you know, uh, our lack of faith is probably, if not our biggest, at least one of our biggest Problems, lack of faith.
1: Oh, yeah. Father God, I want to pray for these people out here listening to this podcast. Lord, I ask that you meet their needs, answer their prayers, show them that you care about their situation today. Show them that you're involved. You're waiting for them to believe you. Lord, I ask you to draw everyone closer to you. So that you can reveal yourself more and start right here with me and Mac. Lord, we ask for your presence and ask for your blessing upon the podcast and the blessing upon everyone who listens in Jesus name.
0: Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, sir. That was an amazing prayer. I believe it wholeheartedly. And I I just have faith that the Lord is going to work through our obedience in this podcast to not just entertain people, but hopefully to inspire people, motivate people, get people to engage more with God and to know him on a deeper level. Yeah. Amen, bro. All right. Well, look, man. I love you and all of you listening out there. We love you guys. We can't wait until the next episode. We love spending time with
1: you guys. Looking for your comments and emails. Yes. If you have prayer requests, send them to us. Yes.
0: All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you joining us this week, uh, this month. Uh, We will see you again on the third Tuesday of March. Amen. All right, man. Love Love you, you, man. And I appreciate you. And you're awesome. You're awesome, man. I appreciate you and you and I appreciate your amazing beard.
1: Thank you. Like that? Like <laughs> that. I love it. Have a good day.
0: Asking Why? Thank you for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard today, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Drop a comment to let us know that you're listening, and feel free to share. If you'd like to support the continued production of Frontal Lobe, please make donations through Spotify or on Patreon. Reviews and ratings are greatly appreciated. We are truly honored and humbled to see feedback letting us know that this show is having a positive impact on our listeners. Stay in touch and subscribe now to stay up to date on our latest episode at Frontallobepodcast.com. Until next time, remember that armed with an open mind and some divine wisdom, we can face the daily grind together with confidence and dare to reimagine life.